Welcome to the Wolf Whistle, the podcast that interviews and celebrates the former players of our great club, Wolverhampton Wanderers. Welcome to the Wolf Whistle. Welcome to the 67th edition of the Wolf Whistle podcast, the podcast which interviews and celebrates the former players of our great club. We're going back to the 90s today. A forward, Ewan Roberts, 38 appearances for the Wolves between 1996 and 1997 and 12 goals. Ewan, how are you? I'm very well, Chase. Thank you. How are you? I'm not too bad at all. Now, firstly... um, I wanted to get the the uh, pronouncement of your name right because I think I know you as Ivan, Iwin, <laughs> Ewan. <laughs> so can we just clarify it once and for all how uh, how your first name gets pronounced? It is pronounced. It's a good old Welsh name, Ewan. Ewan. So if you just think as McGregor, yes, you won't go far wrong. Ewan, perfect. Because I've, I've, I've got you down one. as all sorts at the minute. Hey, I've been called a lot worse, believe you me. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Now, um, you and obviously what I always do at the start of the podcast, I always go right back to where it started um, because I built, obviously you, you are Welsh, um, but you, uh, you, you, your first club was Watford. So really, how did you get spotted? Um, and, and, you know, tell us uh, about your youth career. I'd, I'd been playing for the Welsh under-18s schools team. Um, I think I was about 17 at the time. I'd stayed on uh, at school, not to get A-levels, because there was no way that was happening, but just to sort of carry on playing for the Welsh schools team. Um, and the manager of that team was um, a man called Wynne Owen, who was from Carnarvon. And yep. his, one of his best mates was Tom Wally, who was the youth team manager at Watford. Yes, so um, when rang Tom, and obviously at the time Watford were under Graham Taylor, who was the, Watford was slightly long ball. They were very direct. They loved playing with a, a big centre forward. Um, yeah. And, and when just said, "Oh, listen, I think there's a young lad here. I think you'd like to have a look at him. He's six foot three. Uh, believe it, believe it or not, I was quite quick back uh, back in that day when I was about sixteen. He said, to, he, and he went to Tom. I think you'll be straight down your street. So I went down, uh, went down on a few occasions, played a few games in the uh, in the youth team, and then I was offered a, a year's apprenticeship from uh, from Watford, which I gladly accepted. Um, yes. And and that was the start, really. However, when I was when I was fifteen, and this is quite ironic that I'm speaking to you today, Jason, on, on this Wolves podcast. When I was when I was fifteen, sixteen, I did spend a month at Wolverhampton um, as, oh, as right. a young lad. Yeah, I did, yeah. Um, it was the first club I'd ever been to. Um, I think Tommy Doherty was the first team manager. No way, that's did, correct. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was, I was there for, for, for about four weeks. Um, a good friend of, of mine, I think it was a non-associate director of the club, and he used to come to um, the part of Wales that I, I was from for his holidays. And I got to know his family quite well. And he, he was like, oh, yeah, he, he knew I was playing for the Welsh schools. And he was like, yeah, I'll, I'll get you down for a trial. I went down, really enjoyed it. Um, Tim Flowers was the youth team goalkeeper at the time, even though yeah. Tim is a couple of years older than me. Uh, but for one reason or another, I, I don't know. I, I went back after the month and I sort of t- told my dad that, 
I, I wasn't too too sure if it was for me to to be honest with yes. you. Uh, and then left it left it about twelve months. Got got back into into playing for, for for the club in North Wales that I was what I was playing for, and then obviously went down to Watford and. And it all took off from there, really. Flipping it. Well, I I mean, that is an amazing story because, to be honest, Ewan, I always do my research for these podcasts. And to be honest, I was never to know that. And, and obviously, at that time, that would have been about 1985, 84, 85. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the club, I mean, when you joined Wolves, which we'll come on to um, in a little while, in 96, you was coming to a 28,500... Uh, all seater, magnificent, all singing and dancing stadium. But back in 1985, it was literally it, the, the club was derelict and on its knees. Yeah, it was. It was a bit of a mess. Um, I think, and if my memory, if my memory is correct, the the stand opposite where the dressing rooms are, yes. that was newly built. Yes, that's right. That but was then, that was at that point. It was uh, about five years old, and it was called the John yeah. Island Stand. Yeah. All, all, all the others were, were they were like they had been for many, many years. Obviously, yes, yeah. I mean, I think was it Big Steve Pender? Was he the centre half? Steve John oh, Pender. John Pender was the, the John centre Pender, half. Yeah. yeah, John Pender was there. And you had a who was the centre forward? Centre forward. Was he, did he play for Chelsea? Oh, what was his name? Tommy, Tommy. Uh, flipping out, I should now. Uh, oh, Tommy Langley. Tommy Lang, put me right Tommy on the Langley. spot here. Yeah, I'm sure Tommy Langley was there. Can I'm sure remember, Tommy Langley was there. Can you remember the name of the the director, uh, Ewan? Oh, it was Roger. Roger Hipkiss. Could have been. He Roger had a son Hipkiss. called Scott. He had a, a son called Scott. Could have been Roger Hipkiss because Roger was a director of the club at the time around that period. Um, so yeah, that's very interesting. I mean, that is a story yeah. that I, I, I never, I never knew, and I'm sure a lot of the Wolves fans don't know. Oh, do you know what? I've, not many people, not many people do. I've, I've not told many people about it, but I, I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed my month there, and even then, I, I mean, my memory's not what it was. I'm sure we played in my last game. We played West Brom youth team away from home. Um, I, I think we beat three. them. I, no, I scored two. I did get two. I did get two. <laughs> Brilliant. I made a good habit of scoring against them a lot. <laughs> that, that's absolutely... I mean, one of the points I want to make now, uh, Ewan, is quite clearly, obviously, coming from Wales, it must be hard because unless you're signing for a Welsh club, you've, you've, you've got to leave home. And it must have been quite a daunting prospect for a young man, obviously, coming to Wolverhampton and then going to the, the bright lights of Hertfordshire. Um, well, you know, it must have been it, difficult. It certainly it was, it was, Jason, it really, really was... Uh... I was 17 years of age, still wet behind the ears. You know, yeah. I was, I was joining the club, just north of, of London, if you like. Um, but I, I, to be fair, I was lucky. You know, Tom Wally was a fluent Welsh speaker, our youth team manager. You know, my first language is Welsh, and we yes. had a. Um, at the time, there was a lad called Malcolm Allen who yes, I I'd known from playing in the Carnarvon district in North Wales. Um, and Malcolm, he'd been there a couple of years. He was he was a Welsh speaker, so he sort of took me under his wing for the first few weeks, first few months. Yeah. Uh, but you, you know, I, yeah, for the first week, I think I must have cried every single night. You know, I was living <laughs> in digs. Yeah. I was sharing a house with um, a lad called Warrell Sterling, who was in the first yes, team. Yes, Warrell Sterling. And a lad yeah, called yeah. Steve Thorne, who um, who was in the youth team with me. So it was hard, mate, and it's not. Uh, back then, there was no mobile phones. It no. was you walked to the kiosk to ring your parents. Yes, yeah, yeah. But the fifty p. Um, and, and they were tough times. They were tough times. But you got, 
you know, it, it, what, what was I going to do? Go back home and, and walk walk away from this fantastic opportunity yes. that Watford Football Club had given me, or you know, suck it up, roll your sleeves up, and dig in, and you know that's what you've got to do. And then after Watford, it was Huddersfield for three years. Um, and I don't want to fast forward your career because we can talk about that. But then in '93, uh, you joined Leicester, and on your debut, you played against Wolverhampton Wanderers. Um, and uh, Brian Little was manager, who's another former Wolves manager, and you actually scored twice against us. I did, I did. Um, I signed on the Thursday. I travelled back to Huddersfield on the on, on, on the Thursday night just to pack a few things. Um, wasn't really expecting to start on the Saturday, if if I'm honest with you. I thought I'd, I'd be on the bench, but thrown straight into it. Um, Two 0 down at half time. Bully goes and does what he always does. Yeah, yeah. Bangs and bangs and bangs a bracing. We <laughs> we go off to Leicester fans booing us and, and calling us all sorts because we've had an absolute shocker of a first half. And yeah. I'm thinking, what the hell have I signed for here? Anyway, all of all of, and I'd never scored on my debut. Never ever had I scored a bit. Not for Watford, not for Huddersfield. Um, and then Gary Mills, you know, he was a magnificent player, a great great delivery with that right foot of his. But, I mean, the first one's probably the best headed goal I'd ever scored, to be honest with you. Really? I think you had, a, you had a young lad called, is it Simkin? Darren Simkin, yeah. He's been on the podcast yeah. at fullback. Darren Simkin, yeah. Yeah, he was playing as, as, as centre-half. With yes, Mark he did play centre-half, yeah, centre-half he, he, he wasn't the tallest. Anyway, this this ball's come in and I've, just, I've made the best contact I think I ever had Brilliant. with my forehead. It's gone flying past Stowley. And then obviously I, I, I managed to get onto the second, put that one away. But with about three or four minutes to go, there's a cross from the left-hand side in front of the cop. I'm about three yards down. And it's one of those, as I can see it coming across, I'm thinking... I can't believe I've only scored a hat-trick on my debut. <laughs> and, that's, and that's fatal. I'm, I'm putting about 15 rows back into the, into the cup oh. in, uh, in Leicester. So it was a good day, a really good day, two on my debut, but it could have been so much better. I mean, that's what happens, isn't it? You've got the two, and all of a sudden the ball's coming across, and it's naming lights, you, you, your yeah. heart's beating 10 to the dozen, it's the easiest chance of the lot, and it balloons over the bar. Honestly, I, I, it still haunts me today and I, I still get Leicester fans and, I, and I've got a really good relationship with with Leicester as a club yes. and with, with their supporters and they still are yeah fantastic debut two against Wolves but what about the one you missed and, uh. and the, do you know what they are spot on it was it was easier to, it was one of those it's easier to score yes. than, than to do what I did yeah, I do remember that game very well. Like you said, Bully scored twice, uh, so all of a sudden you're two 0 down at home. It puts you under a bit of pressure, yeah. doesn't it, on your debut? Oh, it certainly did. I, honestly, I was thinking, what am I signed for here? These, these are crap. <laughs> but, we, but I mean, um, we had a, a big centre half called Steve Walsh. And, yes. Um, I, I think they, the club had only signed me because he'd done a crucial knee ligament um, in, a, in a game in November, and he'd been thrown from playing. In the back, he was he was there makeshift centre forward, so he, he he was out for the rest of the season. So they had to fill his boots, and and they, and they bought me. Um, and he used to call he used to call as the grinders. We sort of used to grind results out. We yeah. weren't at times we weren't pretty on the eye, but you know we we, we, we dug in and, and we got the job done. I think that's what we did in 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 that second half. But it was it was uh, it was a fantastic game game. It really really was. Yeah, because. Obviously, Brian Little was manager at that point. He'd managed Wolves yeah. very briefly earlier in his career. What was Brian like to work with, Ewan? He was uh, he was the main reason because 
on that Thursday before I signed, I, I travelled down the M1 from Huddersfield. So yeah. I had three clubs that I had to go to speak to. So I had to go to Notts County to, yeah. to speak to them, who were in the the championship now, if you like. Leicester, who were in the same division. Yeah. And then I had to go to Coventry, who were in the Premier League, if I if I remember yeah, correctly. Yeah, and Phil yeah. Neal was their manager. So I pulled off at Nottingham. I've gone to speak to Notts County. Uh, I think Derry Pavis was there, their, their former owner. I, yeah. I think Russell Slade might have been the manager. I'm not sure. Um, I had a look around. I thought, really nice setup, really nice stadium. Uh, got in the car. For some reason, I don't know why, James, but I sort of bypassed Leicester. Right. Got on the M, got on the M69 and went to Coventry before going back to Leicester. So I've, I've gone to Co- Coventry's training ground. I've, I've met with Phil Neal, yeah. um, sp- spoke to him. And do you know what? I don't know what it is. I just wasn't sure. They're a Premier I'm, I'm, League I'm, club, aren't they, at that point? I know. Thinking? I think they were. I think they were. Yeah. Um, but something didn't quite click with with my f- first impression of Phil Neal for some reason. Yeah. I thought, and I, I, honestly, I can't tell you what it was. I just I didn't feel quite right. So I got back in the car, uh, back down the M69. <laughs> to Leicester. Went to Philby Street. As soon as I walked into Brian Little's office, I knew I wanted to play for him. He just had a, 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 a really, really kind gentle manner about him yes he was yes. an absolute gentleman the way yes. he spoke to you the way he treated you nothing was too much and I just honestly for, from the initial first 10 seconds I thought I want to play for this fella brilliant and, and that's how it happened that's how it happened yeah lovely lovely guy Brian One he's one who we uh, we do want on the podcast now in 1996 the biggest move of them all come along Wolves parted with the priceless sum of £1.3 million. You were signed by Mark McGee. Um, huge, huge move in terms of, um, you know, the fee. But for you as well, you and I suppose, once again, a- another huge club. Oh, massive club. Probably, looking at the, 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 all the clubs I've played for, uh, played, played for six clubs. Yeah. And I, and I know Leicester have won the Premier League. Uh, probably the biggest club I played for. Wow! Um, and I don't, I don't say that. Like, right. you know, yeah. I'm not just saying that because I'm on a on 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 a Wolverhampton podcast. A huge yeah. club, and I I knew, I knew, I know for a long time how big a club Wolverhampton was. Um, the fan base they had, yeah. uh, the stadium that they had in Molyneux. You know, I my my dad when he was growing up in North Wales. He, he was a Wolves supporter. Okay. I, I grew, yeah, he was he was a big Wolves fan, and then for some reason his head was turned by Liverpool um, in, that, that in later happened, years. Yeah. But yeah, when when he was sort of eighteen, nineteen, he was a big Wolves fan. You know, I went to school with with lads who supported Wolves because it's the closest club to them, apart from Shrewsbury, obviously. Yeah, of course. Um, so I I know I knew a lot of so I knew what a big club yeah. Wolverhampton was, and as soon as as soon as. My agent, who was uh, little David Speedy, the former Scottish Liverpool yeah, yeah. internet, he was my agent. As soon as I said, listen, uh, Mark McGee, who's obviously less less to, to go to Wolves, yeah. uh, he said he, he wants to take you there. Um, and I was like, yeah, yeah, let, let's go and talk to him. Because some, something happened with my contract at, at Leicester and something had happened in the playoff final, which had left a bad say taste in my mouth yeah. regarding something that someone said who okay. shouldn't have said it 
uh, someone quite high up in the club. And I mean, what did they say? The feel free to feel free to say it, Ewan. Oh, it was the, the the then owner of the club, the chairman, uh, Martin George. Yeah. And, and we'd I'd missed the last six games of the season with uh, with broken ribs and a punctured lung against you know, little Stacey Caldicott. Well, uh, is it Stacey Caldicott? Yeah, the he was West Brom defender. Yeah. Yeah, I I ran into him within five six seconds of, of a game starting at Filbert Street and got carried off, taken to. Leicester Infirmary, which is about a mile up the road from from Filbert Street. Uh, yeah, broken two ribs, punctured a lung, and then I played for the club again. Anyway, I, I finished top scorer that season with twenty goals, and I just got myself fit um, before the, the 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 playoff final. Didn't wasn't fit for the for the semi final two legs against Stoke, but I got myself relatively fit. I trained a couple of days before the playoff final, so. If needed, I, you know, I, I, and Martin O'Neill had a great conversation with me. He sat me down and he was he was brilliant. He said, "Listen, I want you to be on the bench. Uh, it's a choice. It's a, I've got to choose between yourself and, and Martin Robbins." I said, "Right, I want you to be totally honest with me. If Stevie Claridge picks up an injury or um, uh, yeah, younger Neil Heskey, if they get injured in the first five ten minutes of this game, would you be able to last uh, the other eighty? Yeah. And I was like, "Gaffer, I've, I've had two sessions." I said. My honest answer, I could have lied, I could have said, yeah, no problem. I said, I can give you maybe 20, 25 max. Um, so I probably talked myself out of place yeah. on the bench. But at least she was honest. W- at least she was honest. Yeah, and, and I wouldn't have done myself any justice no. or, or the club any justice. Um, so he went with Robbo, which I had no problem with. But yeah, the, the, the then chairman owner, he, he said something that I didn't deserve to be on the bench. The, the the players who deserve to be on the bench are the lads who'd got us into the final. Yeah. And I thought, well, I held up. I, was, I finished a top scorer with 20 goals just because I, I missed the last six games through a serious no injury. Mine. Yeah. Uh, and you're, you're, and he should have known better. He should have known better. Someone in his position should never have, have made such a stupid comment. Yeah. And that left a bad taste in my mouth, to be honest with you. So, I mean, what's... you know, we'll, we'll, Go on, sorry, Ewan. No, go on, go on, go on, Jason. I was just going to say what's quite interesting. I've just done a little bit of maths here because Mark McGee had a habit of signing players that he'd managed, i.e. Simon Osborne, um, you know, th- th- there's quite a few that actually yeah. come to Wolves. Stevie Corica. Yeah, uh, A.D. Yeah, Williams, yeah. I believe. Yeah, um, A.D., A.D., yeah. And from your... A.D. signed the same year as me. Yes, because I'm just working out from your point of view. I, I, I've just... That, that you was at Leicester with Mark McGee and Colin Lee. Yes, I was, yeah. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, I was, yes. yeah. And Colin Lee, Colin Lee was the manager of, of Watford when he pulled me and said, you better, self, you better find yourself a new club because <laughs> you, you won't even play my reserve team. <laughs> That's good, of it? It's funny how the world works. But you know what? I mean, I've, I've played against his Reading teams, uh, Colin, yeah. when he was assistant to Mark at, at Reading. I got on well with him at, at, at Leicester when they took over there. You know, stuff like that happens. And, you know, yes. I, I was I was hurt at the time, but it was what it was. I needed to play regular first team football. Went to Huddersfield and you know never looked back from from then really. Um, at Wolves, like I say, you know, Mark McGee, you'd worked with him before. Huge club to come to, huge yeah. platform. Um, for you as a player at that stage of your career, a club like that, it's just it, it must have felt like the right move. Oh, it was. It was the right move. Um, absolutely. I've looked at the squad. You know, and don't don't forget, I was I was leaving a 
Premier League club yeah. in Leicester who'd won the playoff final against Palace yeah. to, to come to a, a championship club which which I thought had every chance of winning promotion yes. that year, not just winning promotion, then being a Premier League club for, for, for many, many years with the infrastructure that was in place with yes. a squad of players that, that was at the club. I mean, the squad that, that we had that season, it still baffles me and it still leaves me scratching my head yeah. how on earth we, we never got promoted. It really, really does. Yeah. So I, I knew, and, and another thing that was important to me as well, as I said to you before, I, I sort of lived in London, I'd, I'd, I'd lived in, in Yorkshire, I'd lived in, in the East Midlands, and it was nice for my mum and dad be able to, to be able to come and watch me every other week. Oh, cool! Yeah. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Which yeah. is an hour and a half away from 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 where they live. So that that, that was important. They they came to every home game. Um, so that was that 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 meant a lot to me as well. But it's 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 a massive club. It is yeah. a massive club, and you know I was under no illusions what I was walking into. Um, I played there many times. I I I I knew how hostile the Wolves fans can yes. make. The morning like when they really get behind their teams, but I, I, I also knew as well, and I'd seen it affect the other effect where they got on the players' backs. Yes. How, how nervous they could make their their own players in in certain games as well. Well, I've got to be honest with you, and that particular period at Wolves, um, because Mark McGee was spending big money, it, it once again brought its own levels of expectancy and, and, and pressure. Yeah. Um, and and there's, there is players from that era who have actually told me that they preferred to play in away games on the basis that they felt under less pressure, whereas the yeah. home games, um, after 10 minutes, if we weren't performing... The fans, you know, the fans would naturally turn, and it was even in the the remit of the away uh, teams to say, "Listen, you get on this Wolves team early doors, and the, the crowd's going to turn on them." Honestly, I I, I think I, I've played there for, for for Leicester a couple of occasions before I moved, and it's exactly what we said. Hey, listen, you keep this lot quiet for fifteen minutes. Yeah, these lot, if if, if they're not two two nil up within 20, 20, 25 minutes. These lot will turn on them, yeah, and then you just go on and win the game, yeah. Um, yeah. And and looking back at that season, and I can't, I haven't got the the facts and the stats, but I, I I wouldn't be surprised if we actually won more points away from home than we did at home that season. I mean, and had we had 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 decent half decent home form. Yes. I think we'd have finished in the top two. I really, really do. And, and, and that season, um, I mean, there is there is a particular match we're going to talk about in a minute. I don't know if you can remember it. But before that, that season ended up um, in, in playoff defeat to Crystal Palace. Yeah. How hard is it, Ewan, as a player, to go all season? Um, you know, it must be so difficult at the end of it to get to... What what could be the holy grail and, and fail at, at the final hurdle? Uh, say at the uh, semi final, it must be so. It must be so difficult. Heartbreaking, yeah, heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, and especially when you, I think it was was it Man City and Barnsley. I think I think Barnsley pipped us to second place. I right. think that was the year that they got promoted. To, I've actually to got the my record book in front of me, so I can have a quick look. I'm sure. I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was. Um, or was it, I, I'm, I'm, I'm positive Barnsley was one of the clubs that got promoted. Uh, let me. Yes, it was Bolton who finished top. Barnsley finished Bolton, second. Yeah, uh, and yeah. we finished Two third, four points behind. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, how many times do you see a, a team finishing third? And we've been in the top two for the majority of that season, but just dropped off towards the end. 
And, and, and um, the playoffs, I believe, well, the, the first game, we lost 3-1 away. 3-1, yeah. We, we got back to 2-1, didn't we? And then and then I think Dougie Friedman scored in the last few minutes to give them that two-goal advantage. Yes. Uh, but we were still confident that we could turn it around going back home. Yeah. And people people ask me, Jace, um, what's the best atmosphere you've ever, ever played in? Um, I mean, I, I, I've, I've been really lucky. I've, I've played in playoff finals. I've played at the old Wembley in a playoff final. I've played at the Millennium Stadium. I've played at the Millennium Stadium for Wales. Yes. I, I, you know, I've, I've been fortunate in my career. But to this day, and I still say, and I, I maintain every word, I've never, ever experienced an atmosphere when we walked out the tunnel at the Molyneux before that home leg against Palace. That was unbelievable. I mean, there was 20, 28,000 people there. You'd have thought there would have been three times as many fans. Yeah, and it's just... It was... A wall of noise, isn't it? Oh, mate, I... It, literally, and it, it did help us, I think, in that game. We, yeah, we, we just fell short. Um, but it was it, it was an unbelievable noise, and that's the best atmosphere. That, that, that even, even though we're losing 3-1... You know, the Wolves fans knew what they had to do to try and give us a lift, and they 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 did it and a bit more. To be fair oh. to them, I mean, look. Although that season finished in 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 disappointment, as it does when you've you've played so well and you, you've worked so hard, and, and then you know to culminate in losing in the playoffs is awful. On the fifteenth of September, nineteen ninety six, <laughs> um, Wolves went to to West Brom. Uh, at the Hawthorns, we won 4-2, you scored a hat-trick. I mean, as days go, I mean, first of all, did you know how big that derby was? What was it like to play in? And what is it like to score a hat-trick against West Brom? Uh, answer to your first question, yeah, I knew how big a game it was. Um, I'd seen many of them on, 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 on the TV. I'd played in a few derbies um, for Huddersfield against Bradford, Huddersfield against Leeds, um, Leicester v... Leicester v uh, Coventry, Leicester yeah. v Derby. So I, 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 I get, I get what that those Derby games mean to to all concerned. And I've been lucky in in Derby games, Jace. To be honest with you, I, I remember scoring two at Valley Parade for, for Huddersfield when we'd been two 0 down at half time. Came out, scored two. We drew two two. And my first ever hat trick came in the in a Derby Leicester v Derby uh, oh, Street. Right. Yeah, it's got a hat trick within twenty eight minutes. Um, so derby games were quite lucky for me, I, I have to say. But I'd, I, going into that game, I, I even though I think it was the ninth game, I owed the fans a performance uh, because they'd been patient with me. To be fair, yeah, uh, and that's one thing I've got to thank the Wolves fans for. I didn't hit the ground running. Okay, I think I was playing okay. We were winning games, but I, it, it took me. Till the eighth eighth game for me to score away at Oxford for me to start scoring, and not once did they did they get on my back. Not not once did they give me stick. You know they gave me a chance. Ma- makes they, a they, change. They, <laughs> sorry, mate. I said it makes a change. <laughs> <laughs> they were brilliant, honestly. But the thing is, we were winning games and Bully was scoring. Yeah. So it, it, it had we been sort of not winning games and not scoring goals, it might have been different. Yes. But you know. Hats off to them. They 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 stuck with me. They they gave me a bit of time. They were patient, and I you know ho- I'm hoping that I'd scored one goal in eight games. All of a sudden, 
you're bantling at the at the Hawthorns in probably the biggest game of 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 our season. The yeah. first Wolves player to score a hat trick away from home yes. against West Brom. Yeah. Um, all of a sudden, four goals in nine games. It sounds a lot better than one in eight. And <laughs> it was it was it was a great day, mate. Honestly, it was a great day. But West Brom, for some reason, I'd I'd always done well there. I'd always done well there. I'd scored there for. I just feel like scored there for Leicester. And, and, and centre forwards get that where they get lucky clubs that they they go they turn up they think ah oh, yeah I fancy myself here and that's that's how I felt for some reason whenever I played at the Hawthorne. I mean that's I mean obviously you could not have envisaged to go out and score three goals um you know and a hat trick in a derby like that but is it literally quite like that is it like you think you know what I'm feeling lucky today I, I've got a good feeling about this yeah you, you you get you get you get a feeling about a certain club that you do well against. Um, and I think that, that builds your confidence. Yeah. And it's funny because um, they had Paul Crichton in goal. Um, yes. And uh, I think two or three years later, he signed for Norwich when I was at Norwich. <laughs> yeah. Believe you me, he didn't hear the last of that game. Brilliant. Absolutely. I mean, you scored in the fourth minute, uh, the 27th minute, jammed in between a goal by Bully in the 14th minute. So at half time, um, you've scored twice. You must be thinking. I, listen, you're going to run through a brick wall, aren't you? Must be thinking, I, I've got to get my hat trick. Oh, especially, especially when we're attacking five thousand Wolves fans, Wolves fans behind the goal to to to, to our right, sort yes. of thing. Um, especially with with the players that we had as well. Yes, you know, I mean, and, and the first two goals, I mean, they're carbon copies of each other. Two balls in from from a, a corner on the right hand side, in swinging corners from Froggy. Um, I go and attack the ball. Two identical headers, really. Uh, as you say, then I had a bit of a hand in, in Bully's goal, which I flicked on, and Bully did what he did yeah. hundreds of times, instinctively, you know, finishes it. Um, and if, I'm, if we're honest, we knew it was game over at half-time, if I'm honest with you. Yes. We, yeah. knew, we, we knew we were too good for them. And then obviously when when Froggy sort of flew down that left-hand side, and I had to do well to get into that box, because obviously I wasn't the quickest when I was 27, <laughs> 28, but once I've seen it, and I think it was Bully that made a run to the near post, and there was a defender with him, and it's I've seen the ball come past Bully, and I've just made great contact with my with my right foot. I think the keeper was out of the equation, Kreitz was out of the equation. All I had to do was make sure good contact hit the target. I couldn't miss. I couldn't. I, I couldn't. I couldn't do what I did at Leicester in my first game and balloon it into oh. into the Wolves fans. Can I? And honestly, mate, the. It's, I mean, scoring goals is a fantastic feeling anyway, and it's hard for for for, for anybody to describe. Yeah. You, you lose your mind for that split second when you see the ball cross the line and hit the net. But when that went, I just was uh, just to do it in front of you know five thousand Wolves fans as well to celebrate with my team and to see the the joy on on supporters' faces. You know, I knew what what a big game it was for them. I knew it was bragging rights against the old enemy. And to come away with with the the match ball signed by all the boys, and because normally what you do when you when you get a hat trick, I'm like, Bully will tell you better than me. He's got plenty oh, yeah, of them. He's I only got, got eighteen of them. I, I only got four. Um, you normally get the the, the uh, our, you normally get your team lads to sign it, and yeah. the, the away team, the other team that you play the against. <laughs> I only got the Wolves. But I, didn't, I only got the Wolves players. I didn't want the West Brom players to sign it. Have you still got it to this day, Ewan? I have, yeah, I've got it somewhere. I've got it somewhere. 
Flipping it. I mean, listen, all I've got to say is, look, however good it was for you as a player scoring a hat-trick in a derby, I, you know, I was at that game. I, you know, it was an unbelievable day for us. And, you know what, I thank you for, for giving us that, that fantastic memory that day because it will never be forgotten. And that, that, you know, do you know what that that means a lot to me, Jason? It really does. That makes me that makes me really happy because I was only at the club for for, for one season. Only scored twelve goals. Um, so for, for for you to say that, and I know the social media these days, I, I get on well with a lot of Wolves fans. Yeah. Uh, get a lot of love off them, to be fair. And I think it is all down to. To, to not just those three goals, but the one I got in the in the game, in the home game at Molineux as well, when the uh, you know twelve goals in, in in my only season at the club, four of which came against the Baggies, <laughs> can't be bad. A third of them are against West Brom. I mean, we'll take that. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, I I've got your book, um, two thousand and four book, all I want for Christmas. Before we come on to that, obviously. The, the play on words is all I want for Christmas is my two front teeth. When yeah. when you scored the hat-trick against West Brom, you know, we've all seen that picture. Bully's on your back. Um, you're smiling. There's a big grin. There's two teeth, arguably uh, AWOL. What happened to the teeth, Ewan? There's actually three missing. Oh, right. Yeah, there's actually, I, I lost one when I was uh, I was about 13 playing, playing with my mates in the park. Um and one of the lads tripped, and as as he tripped, I was falling, and his heel sort of caught caught me in the mouth, right. and chipped one of my chipped one of my main teeth. So um, over over the years, that got infected, and so I had to be taken out. And then I was playing in a friendly in Exeter for Watford, um, and I got caught by a flying elbow, and that sort of knocked a couple of teeth across and backwards, so I couldn't get my my plate in, so I've gone to the dentist the next day. I knew I knew they weren't right, yeah. Um, and I went to the dentist the next day down in Exeter, and he said, "Oh, listen, um, took X-rays and all that, and, and they were all broken in the gum and one thing or another." He said, "You know, these these can be saved, but it's going to be it's going to be months and months of hard work, or you know, I can take them out now for you if you want." So I'm thinking, right, I'm six foot three, centre forward. Uh, um, heading the ball is a big part of the game I'm going to yeah. get smacked in the face I was like take them out take them out yeah so from about I think I was 19 at the time so uh, yes that 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 smiley face of mine has been been there since since I was 19 so I take it you've still got a plate then that, that you stick in and take out uh, 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 three pop uh, what, what are they three grand a pop for uh, what, those things that you put in yeah, what are they called? Oh, bridges now. Yeah, they? I've still got. Yeah, I think. Yeah, you've got bridges. What the? I mean, you look like someone uh, like oh. Jurgen Klopp. Oh, I'd love veneers. Teeth like him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Then, then. Is that how much they are? I think they're three grand a tooth. Yeah, so I'm, I'm looking at I'm looking at nine grand to fill that gap. Flipping heck! Oh, listen. And you know what? I'm 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 I've got comfortable with my. With my plate now, I've, I've, apparently I've got a I've got a chrome plate. It's a Rolls Royce of false teeth, apparently. Winner, winner! Hey, you deserve <laughs> it. Um, in in your book, I, I I've got a copy of your book and, and I have read it. Um, it was quite controversial, and by your own admission, you and if you're going to write a book, you might as well stir up some controversy. You ended up getting, I believe, um, a, a, a three match ban, I believe, and a two and a half grand fine. Um, 
uh, was this a result of sorry it's all right because i'm looking at it there was uh, you admitted in the book which was very yeah. interesting a deliberate stamp on kevin muscat who was at wolves at the time and i believe this was in the year 2000 so you'd been playing against wolves and you admitted to a deliberate stamp um is that right ewan yeah it is yeah yeah it is um and Kevin off the pitch was a great lad. Yes. Um, I'd, I'd met Kevin a few times um, when I was in Australia, uh, or was it a few years later? I'm, I'm, no, it was, it was, it was I'll tell you what it was. Um, it was Stevie Corica's wedding. Right. So I'd gone over to Australia. Yeah, so I'd gone over to Australia because I've got twin daughters and they were flower girls for, 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 for Stevie and his, and his wife. Yeah. And I, I, met, I met Kevin then because I went to watch one of the Australian because they were they had World Cup qualifying games and I, I knew you thought, uh, oh shit I, I knew yeah, I knew I knew Big Zelko Kalach from, from yes. my Leicester days and obviously Stevie was playing for, for Australia my Wolves team at Selwyn and, and and I had a good catch up with with Kevin in, in the team hotel after great lad off the pitch yes. but as soon as he crosses that white line anything goes with him and I can remember yeah. the game at Molyneux uh, where he absolutely went right over the top on Craig Bellamy. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, I think Bruce Riott was our manager and he was fuming. He was fuming. I mean, it, I think Bellas was out for about three months after him and his knee was never, ever the same. And, and Kevin knew what he was doing. He sort of had a heavy touch to try and draw Craig in. And then he's honestly, Jason, it was, it was a poor, poor challenge. Yeah. Career-ending challenge, really. And, and, and Kev did have that side to him. Yeah, you know, it wasn't yes. the first time. Anyway, as a for, as a player, you don't really forget those things, and you know, you know that sooner or later you've got to play again. It might be a year down the line, might be five years, but you will get you will get a chance. You will get a chance. Yeah. And we we were playing at Carrow Road, and he's he's the ball's been put played down the left hand side towards. Not only got a stand in in in, uh, in the quarter. A place called the Snake Pit in the corner of, of where all their tough guys go, sort of thing. Yeah. And it's, so the ball's been played down to all once there. And as he's getting to the ball, Kev's, Kev's tripped, and I've had to jump over him. And I've just seen my chance. And as I'm jumping, I've planted my right foot right in the middle of, of his back by his shoulder blades. Um, got away with it. Got away with it. It looked. It looked accidental. Yes. Uh, never got, never got. I don't, don't think I even got a, a booking for it. It looked as if I'd lost my balance. Uh, but yeah, I think about three years later, the uh, the the people at the FA sort of, and I'd been warned about what I'd said in my book that you could get charged from one thing or other. Um, that they they sort of read what I'd what, what I'd said, what I'd admitted to. Yes. Yeah. They they they, they find me three grand and. Uh, Banned me for, for for three matches, which was a bit unfair because I was playing for Gillingham at the time. That's right, that's right, it's all right. That's where I was getting confused for my notes because that's right. You was at Gillingham, and obviously, yeah. as the book come out retrospectively, you admitted to the stamp. I mean, listen about Kevin Muscat. He's one of the players that you do want on your team, but from for many players I've interviewed from that time at Wolves, they have all said off the pitch that guy Great was one of the nicest people you could meet. Yeah. I said, but he crossed yeah. the white yeah. line. And it was almost uh, a red mist. And look, there's been a series of players. There's been Craig Bellamy. There's been Matty Holmes. There's been Christophe de Gary. There's been, um, there's a whole host of players. And you can go on YouTube and you can see him snapping players. Um, when you did stamp on him 
Um, what was his reaction? Because it was, you know, uh, tough guy. You know, I wouldn't want to mess with him. What What was his reaction to that? Not Not much really, because I think at the time I was about forty and a half stone. <laughs> <laughs> you, hey, you know what Kev's like. It's and he knows the game. He knows the game. He's not. He's not daft. Yes. He's not. He's not daft. Um, you, you, what's that saying? You. you you live by the sword, you die by the sword. Yes. You, you, you give some, you take some. And I think uh, he, he took it on the chin. He took it on the chin. But I, I, I maintain today, great lad off it. Uh, and, and he's, you know, he's a player that I think every every team needs, if you know what I mean. Yes. Yeah. Maybe maybe not to the level that he sort of took his game at times. Yeah. I can remember a, t- a challenge he put in on Dennis Burkamp at Wolves, I think, a good few years ago. Yeah. Um, I think it was an FA Cup tie. Oh, you know, bad, bad challenge, bad, bad challenge. But that was him. You, t- you take that out of him, out of his game, and he's he's he's, he's not the player that, that that he was. No, and I think you can almost imagine what's going on on the pitch because Muscat, he was obviously vocal. Craig Bellamy, as we all know. He's obviously yep. extremely vocal. They've probably been chipping away at each other all match. And at that point, Muscat's gone, right, we'll, we'll deal with it this way, which which is the side of his game we really don't want to see. Sorry, someone's knocking on the bloody door. Um, no, no. So all that exactly. stuff you've been buying exactly. off Amazon in lockdown? <laughs> <laughs> it's Kevin exactly, Muscat. Exactly, mate, exactly. It's not Kevin Muscat, is it? <laughs> it's come to get a bit of retribution and you know what that's all it was that is all it was yeah because um, Craig and me and listen Craig could have an argument in a in a in a telephone kiosk yeah but I got on well with him he was a young lad he was more my son's age than, than, than he was mine yes but as soon as as soon as I got to the club we hit it off we had that Welsh connection we, 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 we struck up a really good partnership on and off the pitch. Don't, don't get me wrong, I fell out with him like everybody did. Yes. But I, I sort of, like a big brother, if you like, and and, and, and he knew that I had, had his back whenever whenever he played. Yes. Um, and I, that's, that's the first thing I saw when, when I saw Kev sort of tripping up and falling down. I just, first thing that came to my mind, that over-the-top tackle that could have, e- could have easily... Ended uh, ended Craig's career from Kevin. I mean, I've I've read reports on the tackle. I don't want to dwell on Kevin Muscat, but I've read reports on the on the, the tackle on on Matty Holmes, and it it was got to the point. I mean, that went to court. It was a, a legal battle in the end. Um, it did end Matty Holmes' professional career, and there was a point where a surgeon said, or a doctor said, they might even have to amputate. I mean, that is the gravity really, yeah. of of I mean, you know, fr- frightening situation. Now. Um, <clears throat> There's also a point in your book uh, about about Wolves fans, which obviously we've we spoke about this before the interview. Um, you and you joined Norwich in in '97, uh, eight hundred and fifty thousand uh, pound. In fact, you had a fantastic career at Norwich. Uh, you're in their Hall of Fame in two thousand and two, but you made your debut uh, against Wolves, didn't you? Again? Yeah, it can be a cruel game at times. <laughs> Not off. Oh my god! I because that's obviously the fixtures come out in mid June. Um, I, I, the, the, the morning they come out about nine o'clock. I come, first thing, oh, wolves at home. I'm thinking, oh gee, I just I've just left the club, and I didn't leave on bad terms. I did not leave on bad terms. If anything, I didn't want to leave, Jace. I did yeah. not want to leave. You know, I was I was a year into a three year contract. I just bought a, a house in 
in Brosley, Shropshire. Yes, Brosley. Um, yeah, I was yeah. settled. I, I, I was settled. I was enjoying myself. Um, but then Mark McGee, as I said to you, he, he pulled me in the day before pre-season um, and said that the club had accepted a fee. He'd been told by Sir Jack that there was going to be no, no more funding from, from him. He'd spent enough. And, and he was right. You know, he'd, he'd ploughed money into the club just to get one disappointment after another. So we could all understand his frustrations. And, um, and I can remember after the Palace game, I think he, he came out with an interview and he said, there's going to be no more golden tip or something like that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Lines. Yeah, no more golden tip. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and and it, the club would have to sell before it could buy. And he said, oh, we've accepted a bid. Yeah. Don't have to go, but, you know, go down and speak to them. And I'm like, I don't really want to go. Yes. But you're, like, you're forcing the hand a little bit. And if if a club accepts a bid for you, it's basically telling you that they don't want you really, which I was I was gutted about. Great, we had a great dressing room. We had great lads there. Got on with every single one of them. We've just we just missed out on 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 the playoffs. Yeah. You know, I was going from the closest club to my parents to possibly <laughs> the most furthest away. Yeah. So and I, I came down and. I was having an hour in and I, I said to Mike Walker, can I have the weekend to think about it, blah, blah, blah. Um, in the end, I signed. Um, and yeah, I, I, had, I, well, I had six happy years. The first one wasn't brilliant. Yeah. And I think I think um, that first game against Wolves was typical of my first season for the club. I had an absolute shocker. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't just my debut a young Robbie Keane made his debut for Wolves and oh, stole yes, all the of course he was that yeah, game yeah stole all the headlines with, with the two goals that yes. he scored but the, the, going back to the thing that disappointed me was I got absolutely slaughtered by by the Wolves fans who travel down and yeah. I, I know what Wolves fans are like they, they travel in their thousands to, yeah. to away games always sold out of, of their away allocation I just didn't expect the reaction that I got from from certain Wolves fans that day and you can hear everything that's been shouted at you yeah. and I was a little bit hurt mate to be honest I, not that I, I, I I'd been at Wolves for 10 years and deserved to be put on a pedestal and, and one thing or another um, I, I thought I thought the four goals against a baggy sort of I thought that would have done bit. enough of course <laughs> but, but it brought me a little bit of love yeah. but no I got I got absolutely slaughtered um, and and I think that the times I've been back to the Molyneux, and I was quite successful when I went back. I scored there on a couple of occasions. Yeah. Um, scored at scored at Carrow Road against Wolves on 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 a couple of occasions. So I, th- I said one or two two things probably in the heat of yes. of of the moment of in, in in my book. But I, I, I that's the one thing that stands out in my mind. I, I was I was disappointed and hurt with the abuse that I took. Yeah. In my de- and to be fair, mate, by the end of my debut, I was getting stick off Norwich fans as well, so it didn't really matter. <laughs> yeah, the, the Wolves fans weren't, weren't the only ones. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, I mean, you know, Norwich, I believe it's still your home now, isn't it, Ewan? Yes, it is, yeah, yeah, I still, I still live here. Uh, um, and, and, like, I look going back at the games that I, I played against Wolves after I'd left, and, you know, it was a, it was a sweet moment when, when we beat you in the playoff semi-final. Anyway, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Only because of, of what happened on that. Yes. And listen, I, I maybe should have been a bit more 
thick skin because I think if you if you if you leave a football club and, and you play against your former team, you're gonna get you're gonna get a bit of stick. You're gonna get get a bit of stick. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it, it's a tough one, really. And look, listen, th- those four goals against West Brom, the hat trick, uh, you know, wrote yourself into to folklore, and it is difficult because um, you, 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 against a former club, you do. You know, obviously, the supporters, you, you know, you want to be on site. You don't want stick. You don't, you know, it's part of the game, but you don't want any yeah, form of yeah. abuse. And actually, you, and interestingly, would you the sort of player that would celebrate against your former club? Well, do you know what? I was just about to say that. Had I scored on, on my debut for Norwich, I probably would have run straight towards the Wolf fans and rubbed their faces <laughs> in it. So maybe, maybe I'm being a bit of a hypocrite. And the goals I did score after that game the goals I did score for Norwich against Wolves yeah. um, and I can't remember one at uh, one at um, Molyneux I can remember a couple at, down here at Carrow Road I probably did celebrate them more yeah. than some of the other ones I scored in those seasons Yeah, probably they, they they did mean a bit more because it was a club that uh, sort of rejected me or yeah. didn't didn't want me Although you know we I mean. didn't, so, I understand. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I, I understand. So it's, it's, yeah, six of one and half a dozen of the other. And some, some, you know, sometimes you you, you say things when you when you maybe a little bit younger, but then when you get a little bit older and wiser, um, maybe you think oh, maybe I should have worded what I said in a in a in a better way, sort of thing. But but once again, for the benefit of hindsight, like you said. You was you was you was a younger man at that point, you know. You've just, uh, I believe, you know, towards the end of your career, um, this the, you feel differently in two thousand and four to how you do in two thousand and fourteen to how you do now. Absolutely, you know? yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, I, I I've been working for, for for the BBC now since since I finished playing in two thousand and six. Every time I go back to 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 Molyneux, I get a lovely welcome off the people. Of, of the people that work at there's people that are still at the club now that were there when when in in, in 96 97 yes um, it's 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 a pleasure to go back there it really really is yes and and another huge highlight of your career which obviously I do want to mention um being a proud welshman 15 caps for your country between 1989 and 2001 i mean how proud is it to 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 pull on um the the jersey for your national team Ewan? <sighs> it's it's the highlight of of your career, I think. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I don't think it. I think there was a time over the last few years where I didn't don't think it meant as much to players rep- representing their country. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, you know, they go away for two weeks now. It can be a bit of a hindrance. Uh, but yeah, back back then, Jason. I mean, I made my debut in in eighty eight against against the Great Holland side. Well, you know. Flipping Van Basten, Hullet, Rijkaard. Van, Van Basten, Hullet, Rijkaard, Koeman. Um, never got a kick. Never got, got taken <laughs> off after about right. 52 minutes. Uh, but yeah, it's, you know, when, when you're sitting there and, and your family are watching and you're singing the anthem, you've got that red shirt on. Yeah. Uh, it, it is the best, best feeling ever. And listen, I would have loved to have had more caps. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm tough to bits with 15. I was, I was unfortunate to have been born in the wrong era because when I first got into the team I had the likes of Ian Rush Mark yeah. Hughes Dean Saunders to talk, sort of try and contend with no way you're getting in before any of any of them especially Mark Hughes and, 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 uh, and Ian Rush and then sort of towards the end I had Big John Hartson and yes. Nathan Blake former Wolves 
centre forward, yeah. of course, had those Craig to Bellamy. compete with. So Craig Bellamy. So it was. It wasn't. It wasn't easy, sort of getting caps when the yeah when when I was sort of being able to play for Wales. But just gutted, and, and that's one thing people say. Oh, have you got any regrets? Um, and my one one big, big real regret is that I I never scored a goal for Wales. Oh, I didn't know that actually, Ewan. I didn't no, know I that. never scored, never scored. 15, 15 caps. I mean, I, I think of 15 caps, I probably would have started maybe half of them. Yeah. The, the, other, the other half would have been sort of sub-appearances, but no, I never, never, scored, never scored a goal for Wales. You know, I scored 239 in my career, in my club. 239, but... career, not, not, not bloody one, one international <laughs> goal in, 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 to my name. And you are, uh, Ewan, because obviously I follow you on Twitter, and you do put some tweets out in Welsh, and I'm going to be honest with you, my Welsh isn't great, but you are a fluent <laughs> Welsh speaker, aren't you? I am. I come from a Welsh-speaking family. Um, I come from a Welsh-speaking village in, yeah. uh, on the north west coast of Wales, uh, where many, many Wolves fans come and, and, yes. and, and spend their summer holidays. Um, I can remember. I can remember a few years ago. Um, some of the locals in Barmouth, and maybe I'm going back ooh, 25 years ago now. Yeah. Um, they got really excited because Bully turned up there once. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and all the local, because there is, I swear, Jason, there's there's a load of, of Wolverhampton fans. It's in, Wolverhampton in on sea. Yeah, pardon? It's Wolverhampton on sea, as we call it. It is, it is, mate. Yeah. Oh, they couldn't believe it. They were having photos taken with bullying, yeah. and and it, I must have been playing for another club at the time because it was like ironic that then, obviously, I got the chance to play with uh, with with Stevie when I when I signed for Wolves. Yes. I mean, I was going to ask that, uh, Ewan. When obviously you played for Wolves and you played with Steve Bull, look, we, we, we all know how good he was, how effective he was. I mean, what was he like to play with? And when you first got in the dressing room, I bet you're thinking, you know, I, I need to be playing up top with him because I'm not going to get him out the side. Oh, I think you know when you when you're talking about Bully, uh, he was the life and soul of the club. Yeah. Uh, goals that he scored, uh, fantastic finisher. Yeah. Had all types of goals, uh, quick, strong, powerful. And, and uh, uh, the biggest thing for me, not a big time Charlie, really, yeah. really. Yeah. Him and Tomo were great lads, and I got on well with both. I, I love, I love seeing Tomo when I, whenever I go to to all to work. Tomo's always there working, working for good lads. Yeah, they're, they're both, both cracking, cracking lads, um, and. He carried me bully for the first first few games. To be fair, because as I said to you, he took responsibility of scoring the goals. He was happy to do that. He was that's what he was best at. To be honest, um, he wasn't the only one. He carried us for about fifteen years. Bless him. But do you know what? He he he, he was unbelievable. He was a goal scoring machine. He yes. was a goal scoring machine. And I wouldn't say there was a lot of finesse about bully. He he just knew how to finish. Yes. He oh. would blast everything. Yeah, he, uh, he he just put his foot through the ball and if there was exactly. a defender in his way, he, listen, it wasn't stopping it. And and finally, Ewan, um, I think I know the answer to this question because I ask it to all players at the end of the podcast and uh, I, I think I could answer this for you. But if you can look at one uh, moment, uh, abiding memory of your time at Wolves that always brings a smile to your face, what would it be? It's got to be that third goal, I think, isn't it? <laughs> It has got to be that third goal. I mean, I remember scoring two against Man City at Molyneux, which were which were 
I mean, I thought, I thought they were decent goals. Yeah. The header against West Brom in, in the return leg at Molyneux was was a great ball in from Jinky Smith and yes. a decent header. Um, the first goal was probably the best goal that I did score for uh, at the old Manor Ground, Oxford. Uh, that was my first ever Wolves goal, and that was that was a good good goal to be fair. So you know, I, I didn't score too many classic goals, but yeah, just for everything that it meant, not just for me personally, but for for thousands and thousands of, of Wolves fans to go down down the road. What is it, seventeen miles from from Molyneux to the Hawthorns yeah, to go down there? It's got to be about and, that, yeah. Yeah, to win, win, win four two to go home with a match ball to go to the Pig at Arms in uh, I can't remember where yeah. the Pig at Arms was, uh, and then we you know, we had a cracking night in the Pig at Arms after, and it was that has to be, doesn't it? It has to be. As I say, only only what ten months at the club, thirty eight games, um, twelve goals. Yeah. It's got to be those three, I'm afraid. Well, no, I'm not afraid. No, it's got to be those three. Yeah, I mean, Ewan, you know, I, I did. I always, uh, I spent a few minutes with you, obviously, before we press record today, and I said, look, am I okay to ask certain questions? And you said, look, ask anything. I'm an open book. Um, you know, I'm happy to talk about it. So, firstly, I want to thank you um, for your time today on the podcast, giving up your time. I want to also thank you for being so honest, um, because, listen, you know, you, you, you've opened up completely. And more importantly, thank you for representing our great club and thank you for smashing three against West Brom at the Hawthorns. <laughs> Believe you me, it was my pleasure, Chase. Thank you for asking me on, mate. Really appreciate it. Brilliant. Thanks, Ewan.